Welcome to Ebbs and Flows, episode three. Um, today's episode is going to entail a story of, of tragedy. We're going to start there. Um, but the mental fortitude that it takes to um, keep pushing through. Uh, my next guest is Eric Rice. Um, for those of you who, who don't know him, a Washington, D.C. native, um, who similar to the stories that were previous to these, the episode one and episode two, um, where there was a, a little bit of a hiccup in the younger years, but also an effort to, to give back to the community. And so let's welcome uh, our guest today, Mr. Eric Rice. How you doing, E? Yeah, how you doing, bro? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Um, and so just just off of the visual, um, I'm seeing you in a different, I haven't seen you in, I don't know, it's been maybe 20 years or so uh, since I last saw you. That was, let me see, that was 1998, 99. Okay, okay, so it's, it's been a while. So um, as we all have changed, we, we look a little different. If you, if you will just give a, a brief touch on, because I see, just off notice, I can I can see that you're um, in a, in a wheelchair. Um, so let, yep, yep. So if you could just give a, a brief touch on why that is, and and what took place that uh, that landed you there. Uh, well, as far as the wheelchair is concerned, uh, uh, you know I was working and. You know, when I look at this whole day, the whole, you know, I think I think the creator wanted to slow me down from something. So okay. I was kind of moving fast, and I was all over the place. I wasn't uh, where I needed to be. Okay. So when I'm at them, you know, in Fairville, North Carolina, you know, at home with my wife and my family. Okay. But to get back to that, uh, we was working. And uh, me being impatient, uh, I was trying to get the job done and made a choice of studying waiting. Uh, I tried to enter a window, you know, being who we are, we, you know, we try to uh, be inventive and I try to climb through a window. In the process okay. of, me, of me trying to climb through the window, I fell on the second floor window landed on my back uh, and, you know, uh, injured my spine. Okay. But at the time, it didn't seem like there was nothing wrong. I was able to make it back home. And, uh, you know, it seemed like everything was fine. But okay. when I woke up in the morning, uh, you know, I was paralyzed. I couldn't move my leg. Wow. So, you know, I called uh, 911. Ambulance came to get me. They put me to the hospital and they conducted uh, a CT scan where they noticed that my spine was bleeding from the injury. So this that's what you know wind me up, you know, why I wind up being into a wheelchair. Okay. Uh, because of the injury to my spine, uh, you know, where they conducted several uh surgeries on my spine within a short period of time. Uh, 
where uh, you know what we we call uh, medical malpractice came in. Okay. Uh, they conducted the surgery so fast, and then they had an intern who uh, a surgical part of the work on me, which shouldn't have been done, and it made me completely paralyzed. Wow. Yes, though I was only slightly paralyzed, you know, and uh, you know, this is my current situation now. Now okay. I'm 85% paralyzed. You know, I have movement which you can see be like, you know, my hand. And, right. You know, but I'm pretty much confined to this chair. I can't get up and walk. You know what I mean? I can stand. But, right. You know, as far as moving on my own. That's not possible. Just, you know, just can't do it. My wife pretty much helped me with everything. My with wife, everything. You know, so this is my current situation. You know, okay. I, I and so, it. okay. And, and, and that's a key point, a, a key component to uh, moving forward and getting better. I can't begin to pretend to understand what it's like to, to go to sleep, you know, one night with, movement of, of of all of your extremities and then the next day you know being limited to to such a point that you were because it was your legs at that point and then um it just progressed i believe you said through malpractice so i kind of want to i want to dig a little into your mind because of the background that you come from you mentioned that <clears throat> that you are currently in fayetteville but you're originally from uh washington dc and you, you, as I mentioned earlier, you went through some some hiccups, but you were actually giving back at the time of your accident. Um, you were working with an organization. Uh, correct me if I'm if I'm incorrect, but it's called Clean Decisions, um, and that was and that was to 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 help offenders as they're released to to readjust back into the community. Um, if you could touch on a little bit about your history. Um, just, you know, growing up, uh, what you went through and what you had to get through in order to even get to, you know, giving back with clean decisions. Uh, well, as far as clean decision is concerned, that was kind of like a blessing. Because, okay. Uh, you, know, you know, like I said, I was, I came home in 2013. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I chose to come to Fayetteville, North Carolina to change my life because of the background that I come from living in Southeast Washington, D.C. Okay. Orange Street, off of Orange Street, which is known as Fort Pinot. Okay. Uh, I kind of had a reputation around here. I'm not going to say kind of a reputation. Uh, it was a reputation. Okay. And, you know, I wanted to get away from that. So I said... When I made parole in 2013, April the 10th, I said, okay, now, okay, you have been incarcerated, you know, 26 years, six months. Now, right. What you going to do when you, you know, you're given this opportunity to get back out to society now, man, what you going to do? So I chose right. to go to Fairville, North Carolina, you know, to change my life and get away from, you know, that bad stigma of, you know, being... You know, a certain individual. You know, so uh, okay, I come to Fayetteville. Everything is 
cool. I like it here. You know, it's right. Fine. Uh, you know, I was blessed with the opportunity to attain, uh, you know, a job, two jobs. Right. And, you know, I was working. And, uh, then I was blessed with the opportunity to meet my wife, which made everything even better. Right. As you say, you know, hiccups, they start coming, you know, Many forms. Yep. <laughs> they, they start coming, and, and right. you know, no doubt. And, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, everything started all good. Now, okay, here come these these hiccups. So mm-hmm. now this is a situation where though, which causes me to go back to Washington D.C. because I was uh, given a, a PO that instead of him trying to help me. Right. He wanted, he wanted to uh you know, further penalize. Look 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 at my background as being a Washington native and he started judging me as uh you know this type of individual. Why you dress this way? Why you doing this? And okay. you know, he kind of caused pressure for me. And took me on my path, you know what I mean? Which I should have okay. been kind of smarter and, you know, I should have been the better man in the situation, but I kind of let him trick me, you know. And I'm thinking that, you know, he was joking on the situation. He called me on my job and he said, man, uh, well, since you said you want to go back to Washington, D.C., I made that happen for you. And I'm like, you know, what you talking about? He said, you got 72 hours and you go back to D.C. Wow. Wow. So he's like, yeah, I'm serious. So I report back to D.C. And in the process of me coming back to D.C., you know, this, this is, you know, the hiccups. You know, uh, separating me from my wife, my family, right. you know, job. So now right. I got to go back to Washington, D.C. And I got to start all over again. Right. Now when I get back to Washington, D.C., I got this reputation around the area that I grew up in. Okay. You know, and so now I'm faced with obstacles and uh, you know situations where it's though okay I got to adjust because I know what's coming behind all this. You know what I mean? Right. In the neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, certain guys look at me a certain way. So now this fear factor come in. Right. Okay. Right. Eric Rice back on the scene, and now I got to wash my back. I got to be careful about everything that I'm doing. Right. And, uh, you know, so now I'm back in Washington, D.C., and, and okay, I said, let me adjust. Okay, I make the adjustment by, you know, staying away from the area that I grew up in. You know what I mean? I moved my mom away from the area that she was staying in, and we moved over uh, by East Capitol Street, across the street from East High School. You know, everything is cool, and I was able to meet the guy that runs uh, the program, Clean Decisions, that helps guys, you know, uh, readjusting back to society. Okay. And he offered me a job. Right. So, you know, um, I get this job, a 
working. But at the same time, I still have a lot of things in the back of my mind, mentally. You know, I'm separated from my family, from my wife. You know what I mean? And, no doubt. Uh, I think it kind of like, uh, it caused me to become, you know, in a shell. I put myself in a shell. You see okay. What I'm because I'm trying yeah. to protect myself from a lot of things. And it took me off my focus. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. So let me ask you. You mentioned um you mentioned that of course you were uprooted from the family fabric of you and your wife. You had uh relocated to Fayetteville. Um you were still working. So um obviously following the, the parameters set by the probation parole officer at the time, and then just out of malice or whatever the motivation behind it was you were uh, forced to report back to Washington, D.C., a place in which um, you were attempting to get away from for a new start. Um, you were forced to, to report back within 72 hours. Um, you mentioned that you were working. You, you had an opportunity once you made it back to D.C. to work with the program um, that was assisting uh, offenders to, to adjust back to society. Is this the time you were working when your when your accident took place? Absolutely, yeah. It's okay, okay. But it's like you know a little bit down the line because uh, I had been working with Clean Decision for uh, about two years. Okay. This incident took place. Wow. Okay. And so, if you could touch on a little bit about what it is the work that uh, Clean Decision offers to the community? Well, you know, uh, they offer jobs, you know, where's though it's like, uh, they, not only do they offer jobs, they offer housing, education, you know okay. what I mean? They pretty much okay. try to, you know, give guys that's returning to society every opportunity you know, possible to better yourself. Okay. That, okay. That, that's granted to you. You know what I mean? Okay. All you have to do is just be willing to uh, accept the job and pay for your own housing, which they provide for you. They're going to give you a right. breakfast. They're going to give you a job. Right? Okay. You know, okay. And all this sets you up for uh, being able to uh, establish, you know, financial stability. You know okay. What I mean? Okay. You can mm -hmm. pay for you pay for your place of staying. Uh, you can you know open your bank account. You know. It's, okay. It's, it's, they they just basically trying to establish you back in in the community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, the, like I said, the opportunity and, and you know everything that's needed for you to succeed is it's, it's, it's granted to you man you know what i mean it's like you know what could you wish for you couldn't wish for nothing better you know what i mean okay you know? okay and you know i appreciate the opportunity that was given to me being able to work for them you know what i mean no doubt no you doubt know, about we, we spoke on uh me uh, working down Georgetown Globe, I was cleaning up uh, 
the Georgetown Canal. You know, right. the type of work that, you know, that it was. You know, I know a lot of Washingtonians know about the Georgetown Canal. Uh, you know, we had to clean that whole canal up, drain the water right. out, uh, take all the weed, the root out, you know, and that job consisted of, uh, a two, it was, it took us two months to do that job. You okay. I mean? That's how much mm -hmm. work it was, you know, but I was, you know, I was, I, I felt like I was blessed with the opportunity to work for those guys, you know, and I appreciate, you know, them giving me the opportunity, you know, to be able to work for them. You know, it's a lot of things that we've done, you know what I mean? We, uh, we did landscaping, uh, home improvement, uh, you know. Uh, you name it. You name you know, it. I mean? it. It's just, just like whatever you wanted to right. work at, man, they, they call you and say, man, you want to work at the day. Okay. You know, and I had okay. the opportunity to be able to have somebody call you and say, "Where you want to work at today?" Man, that's great, huh? You know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. You can't beat that's that. <laughs> you can't beat that. You don't have you that. Man. Like somebody no. calls and where you want to work at today? <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. Like, that. You mean where I want to work at today? I got a, I got a choice. Right, right, right. No doubt. No so doubt. And so good. Um, and so, and so let's fast forward a little bit to, let's talk about you a little bit. And so you're doing this work, um, you know, as your way to, to give back and, you know, you have your, your fall and as we touched on, you know, you wake up one day, just totally different. Um, we've spoke maybe, you know, we had a, a conversation prior to this. And you kind of touched on, you know, what you've gone through physically from, you know, just your legs being gone to to then, you know, neck down, no movement, um, no control um, to, to kind of, you know, fighting back and persevering through. And you had some surgery. So if you could just touch on like physically a combination of what it's been like for you. Physically, let's you know, just for you, what it's been like physically and mentally, um, just just every day fighting. To I see the two lines in the back, and I see the king on the shirt, and it takes a, a certain mental fortitude to keep pushing through. Just for no, look, I move every day. I can move it, and every day is is a struggle. And so, yeah, if you could just let us know what you're going through and what you're feeling, because we we love to know. Yep. Wow. Let me just, you know, let me say this. You know, to have, uh, Take your time. Just to have everything taken from you, 
Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. It's hard, bro. To be able to sit here and, you know, we, we, we having a powerful conversation. Right. Just, just that quick. You remind of what's what's being taken from me. I wake up every day, well, 20, 24 hours a day. I'm always thinking about this. This this disability, you know. I don't, I don't pretty much have the full ramification of why this has taken place in my life. Uh, you know, like I say, uh, I, I embrace it. You know, I accept it. You know, because I know it's for a reason. I'm still dealing with trying to figure out, you know, understand why this happened. I don't, I don't look at myself as being you no know, bad individual. You know what I mean? Uh, I think I'm just misunderstood in a lot of places. You know what I mean? Okay. Your upbringing do that a lot. You know when you. You know, like I say, I come from, uh, I was born and raised in the tomb of God. And okay. then, you know, uh, we moved to uh, the other side of the southeast, which is Horn Street, where I pretty much, you know, grew up as a man. Right. Uh, you know, it led me into a lot of directions that I didn't really want to go into, but, you know, I wasn't going to sit back and let my mother, uh, you know, suffer. Right. You know, every, every, every young man, to some degree, is kind of impact with some type of Sit back, set back in their life where it's though, you know, family, you know, some of us are fortunate and some of us are not. I was one of the right. ones that was unfortunate. And I okay. had to the plate to make a lot of things possible for my family to maintain and be able to, uh, you know, survive and live. And be comfortable, you know, to a certain degree. Right. So, uh, 
that's where I was introduced into the drug life. You know, I started selling drugs, you know, to make my family, you know, comfortable. Uh, right. And, you know, which caused me to uh, to go to prison and uh, I wind up having 26 years of my life taken. Yeah. Because of choices that I made in my life, you know, I, I don't have no regret. Uh, I've always been a stand-up guy, you know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. That's that's always been one of the things that I have been known for. Like uh, a lot of people know uh, my co-defendants. You know, uh, one of them is Comrade Poochie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the process of uh, me uh, catching this case. At you know, at that age, I was like I say, a stand-up guy. Right. Instead of instead of me letting all of us go down for a child, I chose to take you know the beef for my charge. You know okay. I mean? And cut my cold defenders off. No doubt. And uh, a lot of people don't understand what that means. You know, we 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 live by codes. And, you know, at, at at that point of time in, in my life, and you know, at that, you know, you know how it was back then. You know, no doubt. Always no trying doubt. to stand up, guy. You know what I mean? You yeah. never wanted that stigma of being uh, red. Uh, you know, you're not no stand up type of guy. You know, so I was big on that. No doubt. No doubt. So I chose to cut my co-defendants off and, you know, through that time, you know, as a man, you know what I mean, on my own, mm-hmm. I do that. Mm-hmm. And getting back to, you know, living with this, man, it's, it's I mean, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't wish this on nobody. nobody. Right, right. Constantly in pain, uh, constantly thinking mentally, physically, like you feel disappointed because you're not able to do certain things, you know, to help out. No doubt. You sit, yep. You know, I have to sit back and watch my wife. Watch. Yeah. Everything. And as a man coming from everything that I come from, it hurts. Yeah. You know, sometimes yep. I have to walk outside and, you know, just, you know, to get away mentally so I won't see what I can't do no more. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I do. I, I, I do. I have to get away from it because if I don't get away from it, this hurts more and more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wake up one day, able to do all these things. Man. Everything. The next day, he's out the blues. He's gone. Yeah. You can't yep. do nothing, bro. You know what I mean? You know, I 
told him, you know, God is, is, is blessing me with the ability, ability to come out of this at an alarming rate, like fast. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm just trying to embrace it. And, you know, at first I wasn't able to do a lot of things on my own. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as like using the bathroom. Uh, right. Now I'm able to you know, use the bathroom. Um, uh, you know, uh, get from the couch to my wheelchair on my own. You know, gotcha. I, gotcha. I'm pushing myself to the limit. You know, Good. I had falls, you know. Right, kind of right. Dislocated my shoulder. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't been stuck in the bathroom mm -hmm. eight hours. Right. Know. You know, this is all the stuff that you endure from having an injury like this. No doubt. Yeah. I always look at, uh, I used to look at people in wheelchairs and I used to always wonder what they go through. I, I know them. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a living testimony of what they go through. Okay. Okay. You know I mean? And yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, it's, and like I said, I, I, I don't wish this to go back. I hope you, by the grace of God, being the creator, that you know, at some point. I'm able to come out of it. Mm -hmm. Until then, you know what I mean? I, like I say, I embrace it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. So let, let me ask you this. You um you mentioned uh during that piece that you know you've been making progress at an alarming rate. And uh we could see that you know you have some movement. Um how many surgeries have have you had so far? And if you can kind of touch on what those surgeries were. Well, okay, this incident happened or happened to me March the thirty first. Right. Okay. April the first, I had the first surgery, right? In mm -hmm. the front of my neck, right? Okay. It went in the front of my neck and uh to stop the bleed. Uh okay. The next day, April the second, they come back and say they got to do another surgery because okay. blood clot forming on my spine is causing my spine to bleed even more. So okay. they do another surgery. All right, they come back April the third. They got to do another surgery. More blood clot forming. But then in my mind, I'm thinking like, hold on, you know, I I have I have some type of education, you know what I mean, Went to the point where it's still I can different differentiate the two like blood clouds like is it necessary for you to do a surgery to like take blood clouds away? So now I'm thinking, you know, my mind is trying to process some things to get an understanding because the more surgeries I are doing, the more paralyzed I'm becoming. Right. So, okay, now, it's the third surgery, right? 
Okay, this April the 3rd. They come back an hour, 35 minutes later after the third surgery. Say, your spine is bleeding completely. If you nothing right now, you're going to die. I'm sitting there like, now y'all see nothing here telling me I'm ready to die, but I'm talking to y'all. Right. I don't feel nothing. You don't feel like it. Right, right, right. I really right. But I know it's real, though. You know what I mean? Right. Because mm -hmm. once the guy, uh, the doctor showed me the pictures of my spine, I'm like, wow. And at that very moment, I don't, I don't remember nothing else. They must have put me to sleep because it was that serious. Okay. Wake back up. And you know, I'm completely paralyzed. And I'm just sitting there like, you know, what, what, what just happened? They come in, they explain everything to me, you know, as far as, you know, what happened, what just took place. And I'm like, I don't know, I had full surgery done on me within four days, three days. Right. Right. And I'm trying to process it, soak it all in, you know. And uh, I wound up being in GW Hospital for like over a hundred something days. Mm. You know, I, I shared a picture with you earlier when I first came home from GW. That was right. my first time ever seeing that picture. I've never even seen that picture before. Okay, okay. And when I look at that picture, bro, I couldn't believe it. Like, man, bro, I was 187 pounds. Right. Guy in that wheelchair is there. I seen the day for the first time. Man, that guy looked like he was about 125 pounds. Right. right. My mind, I'm just sitting there like, wow. That's how traumatic this, this whole thing changed my life. Yep. Right? Now, yep. he is, they talk about, they great do another surgery on him. Right? Because. A fifth surgery. A fifth surgery. A fifth surgery. Okay. I have a bracket in the back of my neck. Right? Let me back up a little bit. When they come mm -hmm. up with the surgery, right? It wound up going in the back of my neck. Okay. And put a hole in my neck. A little bigger than the size of the silver dollar. Okay. Wow. It's about four. I mean, you can stick two fingers in the hole. In right. The That's how I wow. the hole there. Right. Right. So. I'm trying to, you know, progress and all of this. And uh, then, you know, they just recently uh, done another CT scan on me. Okay. They became aware of the fact of, of you know, the bracket that they put in my neck. It's a six-plated bracket in my neck. Okay. okay. my spine. Three of the screws in the bracket 
they come in the loose. Wow. Wow. So now they have to go. They got to go back in my spine and I got to start all back over. Man, 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 man. That's, that's, uh, this is so. Man, I feel for you, man. I feel for you. I um. That's why this is emotional. I understand. Hey, listen, man. You know, one thing. One thing I've learned in life, and that's uh, tears are healing, man. It's a healing to the soul. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how big you are, how bad you are. Every last one of us have dropped a few. And one thing for certain, I don't care what you're feeling, you always tend to feel just a little bit better after they fall. So, man, look, what you've been through and what you're continuing to go through is not something that the majority of the population can can even relate to. We can pretend to understand and we can pretend to empathize, but there'll never be a true understanding of what it's like to, to go through what you're going through. Um, what you mentioned earlier on and, and when we first started is that um, there was a procedure done that shouldn't have been done. Mm -hmm. um, where some intern or who, what have you may have acted hastily. Yeah. Um, is that is that being rectified for you? I don't want to go too deep in that, but um, down the line somewhere will I mean will you at least because me, I'm sure medical bills pile up. I'm sure everyday life piles up. Um, that's one source of income that's been removed from the home. Um, so I, I without even the pandemic, I know it's been rough and tough, and um, and we'll get to that at 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 the end of it. But I, I just want to know, um, you know, are, are they will set in motion to correct the wrong that has been done to you? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, you okay. Know, you know, my wife, you know, like I said, she's an amazing woman. And once she understood uh, the seriousness of what happened, you know, she moved into action and she made some phone calls contact with the necessary lawyers and okay. you know, they was uh, overwhelmingly uh, like you know uh, as far as taking my case on mm -hmm. they, was, they was like man please like you know let me take this case because like you know you 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 was done wrong, right? Yeah. You know, yep. so I can't really speak on a lot of things, you know, because of the legal formalities of it. No doubt about that. Yeah, no doubt about that. It's definitely being taken care of. There you go. That's all I needed. I just wanted to make sure and 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 for the listeners, we want them to understand that hey. You know, you know, even though those wheels are set in motion, they're still today to deal with. And so 
um, we've set up something and we'll we'll get that information out to to everyone. There's a GoFundMe for Eric. Um, you can find that information on his page. You can find him on Facebook at Eric Rice. That's E-R-I-C-R-I-C-E. Um, you can also get to uh, Eric and, 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 and definitely contribute to, to what he's going through. Um, you can find him at Eric Rice. 521 at gmail.com. Um, I will have the GoFundMe posted on my uh, personal Facebook page um, as well as ebbs and flows dot online. Any information um, where you can definitely support uh, Eric as he as he travels through this uh, tough time. E, I don't want to uh, hold you up any longer. I want to thank you for sharing your story. Um, if there's something that we missed that you wanted to get out, by all means, let us know and we'll get that out again. Um, I just want to say salute to you. You're an inspiration just with dealing with everyday life because a lot of us, myself included, we want to throw in the towel some days. And so I can only imagine what that's like for you. So like I do to all the great men, look, salute to you. I love you. I see the two lines on the wall. I see the king on your shirt. I can attest to that. Uh, take care, and I'll be speaking with you, brother. All right, brother. And I appreciate the opportunity, uh, Steve, man, that you have given to me, man. And like, you know, I spoke to you before. Uh, salute to another good brother that's no longer with us, Machine. I learned from both of you, man, you know, what it takes to be, man, to become a king. No you know doubt. I mean? No doubt. Shout out. Shout out to Vernon Boykin and every time. Much missed. Hey, I love you, E. Take care. Stay in touch. We'll be in touch. Um, and again, we got that set up for you. And we're going to continue to to grow that and grow this and keep doing what you do. Keep inspiring. Salute. Right. Thank everybody for, man, tuning in to listen to my story. Man. I appreciate y'all. No doubt. Much love. All right. Salute, bro. Salute. Thank <laughs> you.